to MFM bringing you insight into the 2021 New South Wales local government election. تغطية الإذاعة الإسلامية لانتخابات المجالس البلدية في نيو ساوث ويلز لعام 2021 Dear listeners, to get to know one of this year's council election candidates, I have the pleasure of talking to the mayor of Canterbury Bankstown, Mr. Carl Asfour, who is with me in the studio. Welcome to 2MFM, uh, Mr. Asfour. Thank you for having me. Thank you for accepting our invitation. First, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? You were elected as the inaugural mayor of the city of Canterbury Bankstown. Yes, I was. I was, and I was um, honoured enough to, to hold that role for the past four years. Prior to that, I went to school locally in the, in the Bankstown community. I, uh, I'm now raising my family here. I've been on the former Bankstown Council since 2004, and over that time I've got to learn and understand and work for the, the community here in Canterbury-Bankstown now. And um, since 2004 to today, we've gone through a lot. There's been a lot of things that have happened, a lot of things um, that we've advanced and, and worked hard, and I've worked personally hard on making sure about we have community harmony, we have the proper infrastructure, we make sure the government is giving us uh, our fair share and treating us properly, because we know that uh, over the last six months, they certainly did not do that due to the pandemic. But I can say the last few years have been the hardest with the, with the pandemic and with the way that our community has you know, really struggled to not only deal with the lockdowns, but we had a lot of families that were falling through the cracks, and I made sure that council was there to help support them. مستمعينا الكرام بداية طلبت من رئيس بلدية كانتبري بانكستاون خلدون عصفور أن يعرف الناس بنفسه فقال لقد انتخبت أول رئيس بلدية لمدينة كانتبري بانكستاون عندما حصل الدمج بين البلديتين منذ أربع سنوات وقبل ذلك تلقيت علوم المدرسية في بانكستاون وأقطن الآن مع عائلتي في بانكستاون وقد التحقت بمجلس بلدية بانكستاون السابق منذ عام 2004 وعملت في خدمة المجتمع في بانكستاون وعملت بجد أيضا لتحسين التناغم بين أفراد المجتمع وللتأكيد من وجود البنى التحتية ومن أن الحكومة تعطينا حصتنا المطلوبة وتعاملنا معاملة جيدة لأنه في خلال الأشهر القليلة الماضية لم يفعلوا ذلك إلا أني أقول إن السنوات الماضية كانت الأصعب لسيما أثناء فترة الجائحة فالناس هنا لم يضطروا فقط للتعامل مع الإغلاق فهناك العديد من العائلات التي عانت وحاولت جاهدا أن نساعدهم So your journey as a mayor, in what year did it start? So I was on council in 2004. I was deputy mayor in 2008 uh, for four years. And then I became the mayor in, I think it was 2000, middle of 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I've been the mayor for nearly, most of, most of that time. Most of that time. Mm, okay. أما عن عمله كرئيس بلدية فقال إنه كان نائبا لرئيس البلدية في عام 2008 لمدة أربع سنوات ثم أصبح رئيسا للبلدية في منتصف عام 2011 وبقي رئيسا للبلدية منذ ذلك الحين حتى الآن I would like to ask you to explain to the listeners how is Amaya elected 
Is he elected directly by the constituents or by the councillors? And for how long does he hold office? Okay, so in New South Wales, it's a funny system because some councils are different. But the majority of councils, we have 128 councils in New South mm. Wales. 90, about 90 of them have a system where the the people vote every four years for the councillors mm. and then the councillors vote for the mayor and the mayor then holds office for two years. But the councillors hold office for four years. So mm. in the middle of every term, there'll be a mayoral election held by the councillors. So Thank that's you. Canterbury-Bankstown is like that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's about uh, 38 councils where the community votes directly for the mayor and for the councillors. And in that case, um, like Fairfield has that, for example, uh, City of Sydney has that system. Mm. Then the mayor is elected by the people and the councillors are elected by the people and the mayor stays for that whole for, term. For the full term. Okay. ثم طلبت منه أن يخبرنا عن كيفية انتخاب رئيس البلدية أي هل ينتخب مباشرة من قبل الناس أم من أعضاء البلدية وكم سنة يستمر في منصبه فأجاب إن طريقة انتخاب رئيس البلدية تختلف من بلدية لأخرى هناك واحد وثمانية وعشرون بلدية في ولاية نيو ساوث ويلز حوالي تسعين منهم لديهم نظام ينص على أن الناس ينتخبون أعضاء البلدية كل أربع سنوات ثم هم أي الأعضاء يصوتون للرئيس الذي يبقى في منصبه لمدة سنتين في حين أن عضو البلدية يحتفظ بمنصبه لمدة أربع سنوات فإذا كل سنتين ينتخب أعضاء البلدية رئيسا لهم هذا هو النظام في بلدية كنتبري بانكستاون في المقابل هناك حوالي 38 بلدية النظام فيها مختلف إذ إن سكان الضواحي الخاضعة للبلديات ينتخبون الرئيس مباشرة ويبقى في منصبه لمدة أربع سنوات وهذا يحصل مثلا في بلدية فيرفيلد وبلدية مدينة سيدني We know that the mayor is responsible for managing the government of a city. So do mayors get paid a salary? And what about councillors? So every council is graded according to a New South Wales government grading system, depending on where they are and um, how many, what the population is, where the infrastructure mm. is, and they're, and they're graded. So uh, Canterbury-Bankstown has a grading as well, but the highest grade is the city of Sydney. Then you have the city of Parramatta, and city of Wollongong, and so on. Uh, we have a high population. We've got the largest population in New mm. South Wales. Mm. Yeah, we do get paid. It's not seen as a as a wage. It's seen as a stipend. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, councillors get roughly $30,000, and the mayor gets uh, roughly about $100,000, including the $30,000. So the mayor gets about seventy. Mm. The deputy mayor in Canterbury-Bankstown gets, uh, I think it's uh, an extra fifteen. So... The way it works is all the councillors get 30 and the mayor is a councillor. For, for for being the mayor, there's obviously more responsibility, of more course, duty, yeah. more time, yeah. and, and they get uh, some money. And then we decide to give the deputy mayor some of the mayor's money as well. ثم سألته ما يلي أعلم أن رئيس البلدية يقوم بإدارة شؤون البلدية فهل يتلقى راتبا على ذلك؟ وماذا عن عضو البلدية؟ أجاب إن كل بلدية تتبع نظام الدرجات الذي تنص عليه حكومة الولاية بحسب الموقع وعدد السكان وطبيعة البنى التحتية 
وأعلى الدرجات موجودة في مدينة سيدني ثم مدينة باراماتا ثم مدينة أولونغونغ أما في مدينة كنتبري بانكستاون ففيها أعلى كثافة سكانية يبلغ عدد السكان 380 ألف شخص وأما ما يتقاضاه الرئيس فهو ليس راتبا بمعنى الكلمة إنما هو مبلغ محدد يدفع كراتب إضافة إلى بدلات مالية أخرى عضو البلدية يتلقى ثلاثين ألفا في السنة أما الرئيس فيتلقى مئة ألف في السنة ثلاثين ألف لكونه عضوا ثم يضاف إليها السبعين ألفا الباقية لأنه يعمل بدوام كامل ولديه أعباء وعمل كثيرة أما نائب الرئيس فإنه يتلقى ثلاثين ألفا لكونه عضوا ويضاف إليها خمسة عشر ألف دولارا في السنة And what is the role of a councillor? The role of a councillor is uh, very wide-ranging. It's to represent their their community on the council and their ward, but it can range from a, a whole heap of things. I get requests and, and asks about roads, about speed humps, about roundabouts, about mm. trees in mm. private land and public land. Mm. I get asked about not-for-profit groups and the, the grant programs that we have to support not-for-profit groups deliver services to the community that council just can't deliver. because we don't have that specialty. Mm. Of course, we pick up everyone's bin every week. We make sure the grass is cut every week at our sporting fields. We maintain all the local sporting fields for soccer, for football, rugby league, and, and AFL, and swimming, and netball, and uh, our swimming pools, and our libraries. That's what local government in New South Wales represents. So we're, we have our local road network, for example, in Canterbury-Bankstown, is over a thousand kilometres of road that we have to maintain And that's what the rates are for. That's where we get our income from. Mm-hmm. We also obviously uh, have to deal on planning matters as well, allowing planning to, to happen in the city, where we're going to put the growth, where we're going to put the extra population that we're preparing for over the next five mm-hmm. years, 10 years, 30 years, um, making sure we're attracting investment in jobs. I'm proud to say that the university is coming to the Bankstown CBD, Western Sydney University. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic thing because one of the things that I've been uh, talking about is that that university is going to bring 10,000 students a day into the city of Bankstown. And that's going to be open for 24 hours, so people can go to the library and study there. And it's my understanding that it's not going to be open just for university students. So if you're in year 12, year 11, you can go to the university and use their facilities. Um, they really it's want to be, to be a community-based... of Bankstown. That's right, a community-based university, which I think is a great thing. But what I think mm. is going to come on top of that is the nighttime economy, which is what I'm pushing for. I'm actually sick and tired of our community. When they want to go out for dinner, they go to Burwood or they go to Chatswood or, or Parramatta or the city. They don't come to dinner and with their family locally, even though we have the best food here. We're very multicultural. We have food from, from all around the world. And, and I think the university will help us change that. that thinking Mm-mm. and hopefully um, we can we can improve business and get more businesses and they can open later on at night. Yeah. أما عن دور عضو البلدية فأجاب كال إن دوره موسع فهو يمثل مجتمعه في البلدية وفي الدائرة الانتخابية وهناك أمور كثيرة منوطة به مثلا يتلقى طلبات عن المطبات التي على الطريق التي توضع أمام السيارات لتخفف من سرعتها وكذلك الدوائر التي في الطريق ويسأل عن الشجر في الأراضي الخاصة والعامة 
كذلك يسأل عن المنح التي تدعم بها بعض البرامج الاجتماعية التي تقدم خدمات لا تستطيع البلدية تقديمها لأنه ليس لدينا الاختصاص البلدية أيضا تجمع النفايات كل يوم وتتأكد من أن العشب يقص في الملاعب الرياضية أسبوعيا كذلك نؤمن الصيانة لهذه الملاعب التي تستخدم لمباريات كرة القدم والركبي والفوتبول وكذلك نهتم بمراكز السباحة والمكتبات العامة هذا هو عمل البلديات في ولاية نيو ساوث ويلز أضف إلى ذلك الاهتمام بالطرق هناك أكثر من ألف كيلومتر من الطرقات في كنتبري بانكستاون علينا أن نؤمن الصيانة لها هذا إضافة إلى العمل التخطيطي الذي تقوم به البلدية مثلا أين سنوزع السكان في السنوات الخمس والعشر والعشرين والثلاثين سنة المقبلة كذلك جلب الاستثمارات لتوفير الوظائف وإني سعيد بخبر انتقال جامعة غرب سيدني إلى داخل مدينة كنتبري بانكستاون والتي ستحضر عشرة آلاف طالب إلى المدينة يوميا وستكون مفتوحة لمدة 24 ساعة فالطلاب يستطيعون الذهاب للدراسة هناك في أي وقت شاء وليس فقط طلاب الجامعة بل حتى طلاب المدارس من صف الحادي عشر والثاني عشر يمكنهم الدخول لإنهاء وظائفهم المدرسية داخل الجامعة ثم أضاف أعمل على إنعاش مدينتنا في الفترة المسائية أيضا فإني متضايق من أن السكان يذهبون لتناول العشاء في مدن أخرى مثل بوود أو تشستوود أو باراماتا ولا يأتون إلى بانكستاون مع عائلاتهم مع أنه لدينا مطاعم متعددة الثقافات تقدم وجبات متنوعة جدا وأعتقد أن وجود الجامعة داخل المدينة سيغير ذلك وسيحسن الأعمال التجارية In this year's election, there are more independent groups running, uh, one in each ward. Another threat to the major parties in this election are uh, the number of uh, independent and minor party candidates. In a number of local councils across New South Wales, not only there are minor parties, but many former members of the major parties are also leaving to run independently. One of them said that they feel the community has been put on hold as a result of the bickering between major parties. What is your take on the rising independent trend? I think we've always had an independent trend in Australia. Number one, we're a democracy. Everybody that is entitled, to, like, everybody can run for council, for state and federal parliament. There's no qualification needed. Um, you know, you don't need to go to university to be able to run for council. Anybody mm. can do it. Um, you've got to be passionate about your area. And I think in some councils this time, the Liberal Party has decided not to endorse some Liberal Party uh, members and councillors, and that's a matter for them. I'm in the Labor Party. I can't answer what happens there. But I do think that some people uh, feel that that the major parties don't do them uh, justice. And we've seen that growth happen in federal parliament as well, with a lot of people voting for people like Clive Palmer, These are effectively voting for independence, not the major parties. And I think it's a shame because, because we, we really need people to understand that nobody puts their hand up to represent a community that wants to do them harm. You know, we don't, we don't try and, and make life worse for people. Our job is to make life better for people. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in the Labor Party nearly all my life and I'm a proud member of the values that the Labor Party represents. So, I said to 
في انتخابات هذه السنة هناك العديد من المرشحين المستقلين والمنتمين إلى الأحزاب الصغيرة حيث تجد مرشحا منهم في كل دائرة وهذا يشكل تهديدا للأحزاب الكبيرة وقد صرح أحدهم عن سبب ترشحه قائلا إن المجتمع متضايق من التناحر الحاصل بين الأحزاب الكبيرة فما هو رأيك بظاهرة تنامي عدد المرشحين المستقلين؟ أجاب لقد كان دائما لدينا مستقلون في أستراليا أي شخص يستطيع أن يترشح لانتخابات البلدية أو الولاية أو الفيدرالية ولا يطلب من الشخص أي مؤهلات خاصة لا يشترط أن يكون الشخص خريج جامعة لكي يترشح لانتخابات البلدية بل أن يكون شغوفا بمدينته وهذه السنة قرر حزب الأحرار أن لا يدعم بعض أعضائه وأولئك الذين هم حاليا في مجلس البلدية وهذا أمر يخصهم ولا أستطيع التحدث بالنيابة عنهم لكني أعلم أن بعض الأشخاص يعتقدون أن الأحزاب الكبيرة لا تحقق لهم العدالة وقد رأينا ذلك يحصل في البرلمان الفيدرالي فقد رأينا الكثير يصوتون مثلا للعضو المستقل كلايف باما فإنهم في الحقيقة يصوتون للمستقلين وليس للأحزاب الكبيرة وهذا أمر مخجل لأنه لا أحد يرفع يده ليخدم مجتمعا ثم يؤذيه إن عملنا هو تسهيل حياة الناس وليس العكس وبالنسبة لي فقد أمضيت حياتي عضوا في حزب العمال وأني فخور بذلك You have been a mayor for almost 11 years. How challenging has this position been in terms of keeping the local residents satisfied? Look, it's it's very challenging. Every day is a challenge, but with every challenge, there's an opportunity. So when when a resident complains about something, my job is to try and help them. Now, I don't always, I'm not always able to do that. I'm not always successful in in getting that change. But but there's a there's a beauty in trying, I believe. And mm-hmm. and look, we've had a lot of challenges since I've been mayor. We've had Um, you know, grants not awarded to us by the government. We've been rewarded and not told about, you know, a significant amount, millions of dollars that would have made positive change for our community. We've had the merger debate where we didn't want to merge with Canterbury and Bankstown, but the government forced it upon us. Again, that was a tough debate. Um, mm. we, we had no say at the end of the day. We tried to fight it, but the government came in over the top and, and forcibly merged us. And people are upset about that. And mm-hmm. lately we've had, obviously, the pandemic And again, the government treating our community like second-class citizens, forgetting that we're hard-working Australians, we're hard-working communities, we want to provide for our families. We had the government accusing us of you know, having large families. Well, you know, I'm proud that we have large families. I'm proud that our community wants to live next to their parents and next mm. to their children. That's something that's positive. And um, you know, that, was, that was part of the reason why the, the Delta variant was spreading in our community. I, I don't accept that. And I don't accept the way they treated us. And, you know, that was probably the hardest time of my mayorship when when the government came down on us and treated us like second-class citizens, saying that we were all in this together and we weren't because we saw the pictures in Bondi and Coogee and we saw the police presence here compared to over there. We saw the curfews here that we knew did not make any sense. And we also now found out lately that Dr Kerry Chant did tell the government that as the chief health officer that to not treat parts of Sydney differently to others, to treat everyone the same. But I think for political reasons, the government decided not to do that and they wanted to blame someone for the for the numbers uh, increasing in our community and they wanted to blame our community. And the truth is the numbers grew in our community because 80% of the workforce that can't work behind a laptop, that need to go out, 
whether they're nurses, whether they're, mm. they're carers, whether they work in uh, transport and logistics, they, you know, in warehousing and retail, they live in our community. They live in the, in the areas of concern, like they called us. They labelled us. They blamed us. And they work outside of their local government. Absolutely. So what was happening was that they were leaving legally and they were authorised workers to go mm. and do their job. Yeah. They were catching COVID and bringing it back home. And once you brought it back home, if you have a large family, obviously there was a good chance that more people were going to get it and then more people were going to spread it. And that was what was happening. And, mm. you know... Let's not forget, this all started in Bondi. This all started exactly. with a limousine driver. Yeah. This all started because the government failed to protect the people with the rules they had in place with that limo driver driving uh, mm. people uh, from the airport. So, look, at the end of the day, I, I really have asked the government to firstly apologise and secondly uh, to ensure that this never happens again through an inquiry as to how the government deals with the health response. ثم سألت كال ما يلي لقد مضى على وجودك في البلدية كرئيس لها أحد عشر عاما فما هي التحديات التي واجهتك في محاولتك لإرضاء السكان في مدينتك؟ أجاب إن كل يوم بالنسبة لي هو تحد لكن مع التحدي هناك أيضا الفرص فعندما يصلني شكوى من أحد السكان أحاول حلها ولكن ليس في كل مرة أنجح في ذلك لكن هناك سعادة في المحاولة ثم أضاف لقد واجهت العديد من التحديات منذ أصبحت رئيسا للبلدية لقد أخفت عنا الحكومة ملايين الدولارات من المنح المالية التي كان يمكن أن تغير مدينتنا إلى الأحسن أيضا لم نرد أن ندمج بلدية كانتبري مع بلدية بانكستاون وقد قاومنا ذلك قدر استطاعتنا إلا أن الحكومة أرغمتنا على فعل ذلك والناس مستاءون من هذا الأمر ومؤخرا عانينا من الجائحة وقد عملتنا الحكومة كمواطنين من الدرجة الثانية متناسية بأننا عمال أستراليون ونعمل بجد ونريد أن نعيل عائلاتنا لقد اتهمتنا الحكومة بأننا عائلات كبيرة إني فخور بأن أفراد مجتمعنا يودون السكن بقرب عائلاتهم وأولادهم وقالوا أن هذا هو سبب انتشار فيروس الدلتا في مجتمعنا وأني أرفض ذلك وأرفض المعاملة التي تلقيناها من الحكومة وهذا الأمر كان الأصعب علي منذ أن أصبحت رئيساً للبلدية. ففي حين تقول الحكومة أننا كلنا مع بعضنا في الجائحة، كنا نرى كيف التعامل مع ضواح مثل بونداي مقارنة مع ضواحينا، لسيما في وضع حظر التجول الذي لم يوصل إلى أي نتيجة. وقد علمت فيما بعد أن المسؤولة الصحية كيري تشانت، أوصت الحكومة بأن يعامل الجميع بنفس الطريقة لكن لأهداف سياسية لم يفعلوا ذلك وأرادوا أن يلقوا باللوم على أحد ما وقد لاموا أفراد مجتمعنا والحقيقة أن عدد الإصابات ارتفع في مجتمعنا لأن 80% من القوى العاملة لا يستطيعون العمل من خلال أجهزة الكمبيوتر المحمولة بل عليهم أن يغادروا المنزل سواء كانوا أطباء أو ممرضات أو سائقي شاحنات أو غيرهم وكلهم يعيشون في مناطقنا التي سموها مناطق الخطر وهؤلاء العمال كانوا مضطرين للذهاب إلى خارج مناطقهم للعمل في أماكن أخرى لأنهم عمال مرخصين فالتقط بعضهم الفيروس ثم عاد به إلى عائلته وبالتالي انتشر إلى الناس الذين حولهم وعلينا أن لا ننسى أن الأمر بدأ أول ما بدأ في بونداي مع سائق الليموزين لكن الحكومة أخفقت في تطبيق القواعد الصحية الموجودة. في نهاية الأمر لقد طلبت من الحكومة أن تقدم اعتذاراً والتأكد من أن هذا الأمر لن يتكرر مرة أخرى 
من خلال استجواب عن كيفية استجابة الحكومة لهذه الجائحة The Canterbury Bankstown Council has a population of about 380,000, which makes it the most uh, populist local council in New South Wales, as you mentioned earlier, and the fourth most populist local council in Australia. This means that Canterbury Bankstown Council needs to have the necessary infrastructure in place in order to support and provide future residents with the required safe and secure services. Now, what critical projects have you planned for your city, which you would like to tell us about today? Well, look, firstly, the, the big projects are government projects. And our job is to advocate and lobby, fight for the money to be spent in our community. The, the one thing that I've been really talking about lately is the banks, the new Bankstown Hospital that uh, has been promised to us now over two and a half years ago by the former Premier, $1.3 billion, she said. Mm. They, still not have, they still have not allocated a site for that hospital. So we're waiting for them to just to tell us where it's going to go. And I, and I argue it should be in the CBD mm. because it will create more jobs. But I, I want to upgrade Stacey Street. I want them to build a tunnel under the Hume Highway. Stacey Street is the sixth slowest road in the country, and they know this, yet they won't spend the money here in our community. Yeah, they'll give Hornsby Council $90 million, free, free check, open, open checkbook. I think things like that really, really hurt, and we need that infrastructure to happen. They, they're building a metro right now that is going to come to Bankstown, mm. but it's going to be not the metro that the other parts of Sydney have because they're not spending as much money on it. They're, they're giving us a cheap version of it. And, and these are the things that I fight government for and fight government about. I ask the government to provide some of the departments in our city so we can get more jobs here, more, uh, you know, more good-paying jobs. Mm. So these are the things, on a, on a, I guess, on a big level, on a, on a national and on a state level. On a local level, there's a couple of things that, that we're working on. And one is the swimming pools. We're building brand new aquatic centres, mm -hmm. aquatic leisure centres. They're going to have cafes. They're going to have gyms. They're going to have the whole about thing. So we're building one in uh, in Canterbury Pool, where the can current Canterbury Pool mm -hmm. is, and the other one mm -hmm. at Reevesby. Mm -hmm. It's called the Max Parker Leisure and Aquatic Centre. So we're going to do that. We're going to upgrade Beerong and Roselands as well, but they're the two things. We're also building a splash park in, in Greenacre at Roberts Park. Um, there's not anything like it in Sydney. It's uh, you know going to cost us about $6 million. It's going to be an amazing facility because not everybody wants to jump in a pool, but they do want to cool down in the heat. And I think that Splash Park is going to be something quite, you know, quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I really hope uh, we're going to have it done uh, by the end of the year so people can enjoy it come January. That's the plan, mm -hmm. uh, barring any weather or any COVID restrictions. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're just some of the things. But obviously I want to continue making sure that our clubhouses are fixed, making sure that we're spending the money in the right areas, making sure that um, you know our roads are safe, our, our grass is cut, our rubbish is picked up. But I've really been wanting to focus as well on, on cleanliness. We really need to work harder as a community mm. on making sure that our community and our streets are clean. And that involves cutting the grass, that involves don't dump rubbish and things like that. So that's going to be a bit of a focus for me, hopefully, if I get re-elected. إن بلدية كانتبري بانكستاون فيها كثافة سكانية تصل إلى 380 ألفاً ما يجعلها أكبر بلدية في ولاية نيو ساوث ويلز وهي رابع بلدية من حيث الكثافة السكانية في أستراليا وهذا يعني أنه ينبغي أن تحظى بالبنى التحتية التي تحتاجها لخدمة السكان في السنوات المقبلة 
فما هي المشاريع الرئيسية التي تجهزها لهذه المدينة وتود أن تطلعنا عليها؟ أجاب إن أهم وأكبر المشاريع هي تلك التي تعمل عليها الحكومة وإن مهمتنا هي الضغط على الحكومة لتنفيذها وأن تنفق الأموال على مجتمعنا وإن الأمر الذي كنت أتحدث عنه مؤخرا هو مستشفى جديد في بانكستاون حيث أعطينا وعدا منذ سنتين ونصف من قبل رئيسة الحكومة السابقة بإنفاق مليار وثلاثمائة مليون دولار وإلى الآن لم يتم تحديد موقع هذا المستشفى وإني أجادل في هذا الأمر وأود أن يكون داخل المدينة كذلك أريد تحديث شارع ستيسي أريد بناء نفق تحت الهيوم هايوي إن ستيسي ستريت هو سادس أبطأ شارع في أستراليا والحكومة تعلم ذلك ولكنهم لا يريدون إنفاق المال في مجتمعنا وفي المقابل يعطون بلدية هونسبي 90 مليون دولار على بياض وهذا محزن جدا كذلك فإنهم يجهزون قطار المترو في بانكستاون ولكنه لن يكون بنوعية المترو الذي ستحظى به أجزاء أخرى من سيدني لأنهم لا يريدون إنفاق المال هنا لذا سيعطوننا النسخة الرخيصة فهذه هي الأمور التي أواجه الحكومة عليها وقد طلبت من الحكومة نقل بعض الدوائر إلى مدينتنا كي نحصل على وظائف أكثر ثم أضاف هذه هي القضايا التي أطالب بها على صعيد الحكومة أما على الصعيد المحلي فهناك بعض الأمور التي أعمل عليها منها برك السباحة حيث إننا بصدد بناء مرافق مائية جديدة فيها مقاه ونواد رياضية وسنحسن البرك الموجودة حالياً في بيرونغ مثلاً، كذلك سنبني سبلاش بارك في غرينيكا، ليس هناك مثله في سيدني، وسيكلف 6 ملايين دولار، فليس كل الناس يأتون للسباحة ولكنهم يأتون للتبرد، وأتمنى أن ننتهي من العمل فيه مع نهاية العام الحالي، أي في يناير المقبل هذه بعض الأمور وكذلك أود التأكد من أننا ننفق المال في المكان الصحيح أي للتأكد من سلامة الطرقات وأن العشب يقص دوريا والشوارع تكون نظيفة إني أريد التعاون مع الناس ولكي تكون الشوارع نظيفة وأن تلقى النفايات في أماكنها وهذا ما أريد التركيز عليه أيضا إذا أعيد انتخابي How would the Labour Party policy solve the pressing issues of Canterbury Bankstown City, such as the issue of heavy traffic, which you've touched on earlier, housing, parking, and most importantly, how is your council going to support the small businesses, particularly those which were deeply impacted by the COVID-19 um, lockdown? Absolutely. So with, I'll go to businesses first. Um, I, I brought out an 18-point plan two years ago when COVID first hit our shores. We've been really trying to help our local businesses through a number of grant programs. We've been waiving some fees as well, so um, like for example, dining fees mm. and so on. Uh, we've waived those fees as well. So we're, you know, and we've also allowed any any business that's been impacted by by COVID to defer their their rates as well. So um, you know, interest free. So there's no, you know, they can they still have to pay them because that's the law. So you, you are not. You have to pay them. We, we're not allowed to waive them, even if we wanted to. We couldn't. Mm. Um, but what we are doing is deferring them without any interest mm. for, for anyone that received any COVID payments from government. That's for businesses. Uh, you mentioned traffic. Uh, look, traffic's a big problem. Uh, traffic's a problem all across Sydney. Exactly. It's yeah. not just a Canterbury-Bankstown yeah. problem. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, what we do, um, you know, we're trying to, to work on a car parking strategy for Bankstown, uh, bringing more car parks on, bigger ones. 
and hopefully I'll have more to say about that uh, in the near future. We, um, sorry, you asked me about housing. Affordable housing is very important. Housing is, I mean, the prices are just too too expensive for people to and be able to buy. the waiting list is getting a lot worse than before. Yeah, so we're not in charge of, um, of Department of Housing or Housing Commission, as they used to call it, or social housing. But what we are trying to do is put a, put a, I guess, a, a levy on developers when they're building new housing stock that they need to give some back to the council for it to be affordable housing. So that's a change you, that's coming. Can you coming. explain further? Yeah, so so if you, if you can build in Bankstown, mm-hmm. uh, and it only applied to Bankstown, yeah. but if you're building 100 units, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. 3% of those units need to be given back to the community. And then that so you, hopefully you will, will be provide, managing them? Uh, we'll be giving giving that uh, opportunity to a social housing provider oh, okay. to manage them. Yeah. We'll, we'll be owning them. The council will own them, so mm-hmm. the ratepayer will own them. Mm-hmm. We'll bring in some some income. But the idea is to build these um, affordable housing to, to provide more stock into the community. Mm. And mm. I think that's part of the problem at the moment. So the prices are too high. People can't get in there. And the waiting list for, for community or social housing is, is really high. Initially, it is the issue of the federal government to deal with. Absolutely, it is. And, and they haven't been doing enough. Yeah. They haven't been spending enough. So now, as a council, we're going to step in and do what we can on a planning level, because that's that's all we can do. Mm. Obviously, mm. we still need the state government to support the plan, and hopefully uh, they'll do that next year, and we'll be able to, to start allowing either the, the developer to build them or to give us money in lieu of them, and then we'll go and build them. Um, okay. so, so it's just finding a way to provide more housing stock uh, for those in our community that can't afford to buy a house and can't afford to pay the rent as well because the rent is really high yeah. and seems to continue to go up. ثم طلبت منه ان يشرح لنا كيف ستساعد سياسات حزب العمال في حل مشكله ازدحام السير ومواقف السيارات والمساكن الشعبيه وايضا الاعمال التجاريه التي تاثرت جدا بالاغلاق السابق فاجاب نعم بالتاكيد سابدا الكلام عن الاعمال التجاريه. لقد حضرت عدة مخططات لمساعدتهم عندما بدأت الجائحة فإني أريد أن أساعد أصحاب الأعمال المحلية ولقد أعفينا البعض من بعض الرسوم وسمحنا لكل أصحاب الأعمال المتضررين من الكوفيد بأن يؤجلوا دفع رسوم البلدية ومن غير ما يسمونه الفوائد لا نستطيع إلغاء هذه الرسوم لأن القانون لا يسمح لنا بذلك لكننا أعطيناهم مهلا إضافية للدفع لسيما الذين تلقوا مساعدات مالية من الحكومة أما بالنسبة إلى ازدحام السير فهذه مشكلة في كل السدن وليس في بلديتنا فقط ونحاول الآن العمل على وضع استراتيجية لمواقف سيارات في بانكستاون تكون أكبر أما بالنسبة إلى المساكن الشعبية فنحن لا نديرها لكننا نحاول وضع رسوم على الذين يبنون المباني بأن نطلب منهم إعطاء بعض هذه المباني الجديدة للبلدية كي تستعمل كمساكن يستطيع المستأجر دفع إيجارها فإذا بنى الشخص مثلا مئة وحدة سكنية ثلاثة منها تعطى للبلدية التي توكل بعض المؤسسات الإسكانية بالإشراف عليها وإدارتها وذكرت له أن موضوع الإسكان هو أساسا مسؤولية الحكومة الفيدرالية فوافق قائلا نعم بالتأكيد لكنهم لا ينفقون على القطاع ولائحة الانتظار فيها مرتفعة جدا ونحن خططنا لكننا نريد من حكومة الولاية الموافقة على المخطط ونأمل أن يحصل هذا الأمر في السنة المقبلة
Correct. Do you believe you have accomplished what you hoped for during your post as the mayor of Canterbury Bankstown Council so far? I, I, I hope I do, and it's up to the people to decide that, really. I think I, I've set forward a, a vision. I've talked about um, the last four years wanting a smart city, wanting us to, to move forward, and we've won a lot of awards with the way that we're, we're pushing ahead with um, innovation and and artificial intelligence and new technology with the way that we do things to make life, again, easier, faster, simpler um, for people. I think, um, yeah, so look, it's up to the people to vote on Saturday and if they feel that I have been um, doing the, the, the right thing by them, providing the services appropriately, then they'll hopefully vote me back in. ثم قلت له هل تظن أنه في خلال سنوات وجودك كرئيس للبلدية قد حققت ما كنت تأمله أجاب أتمنى أن أكون قد فعلت ذلك لكن الأمر يعود إلى الناس ليقرروا ذلك لقد كانت لدي رؤية خاصة لبانكستاون أريدها أن تكون مدينة مميزة وقد عملنا على ذلك وقد فزنا بالعديد من الجوائز بطريقة إدخال التحديثات في المدينة والتكنولوجيا لنسهل حياة الناس وننجز أمورهم بسرعة فالأمر يعود إلى الناس في التصويت إذا ظنوا أني قمت بالمطلوب وقدمت الخدمات المطلوبة فسيصوت لي يوم السبت المقبل In addition to what you've mentioned so far, if you win the election and become the mayor of Canterbury Bankstown City Council once again, what would your vision be for your city? Well, look, I, I just want us to continue to, firstly, continue to grow as a community. I think we're very strong as a community. I think people don't realize that we're, we're very multicultural. We have over 130 languages spoken in Canterbury Bankstown alone. But what I'm proud about is that we have a community harmony, peace and harmony amongst our community. So it shows you that we're a very successful multicultural city. And we have that peace and harmony. That doesn't just happen by itself. That doesn't just happen because people decide that needs work. And you mm. need work from leaders. And not just, I'm not talking about myself and the council. Community leaders are involved in yes. this. And one of my, I guess, one of my beliefs is that we need to live together in peace and harmony. That's, that's very important, especially when we're so multicultural. And uh, we've been achieving that through through a number of programs and initiatives and support of not-for-profit groups all across the city. Um, obviously, I want to, uh, you know, I have a, a few more. I talked about the nighttime economy and I talked about wanting to continue to see our city grow uh, in a good way, in a planned way, in a managed way. And if we're going to have more housing because the population is going to increase and the, and the state government's forcing us to build 50,000 new homes by 2036. Hmm. So that's not that long. I know 2036 might seem like a long way away, but it, it, but it's not that far away. And they want us to build 50,000 new homes by then. They initially wanted us to build 58,000, but we fought them and I got it reduced to 50. Hmm. But also we want to know where they're going to be built. And my view is that they should be built in centres. So we should be building them in centres because I have a strong belief that the suburbs need to stay as suburbs. So you'll, so you'll be going for high-rise buildings? Around the centres. Around the centres, Around yeah. the centres only. I don't want any high-rise in the suburbs. And that's something that I've been working on. If you're in a centre, and it could be any of the suburbs, whether you're in Chester Hill or in um, Reevesby or mm. in, um, you know, Campsie, or, you know, if you have a train station and a bus service and you have all these shops, then that's when the high-rise can go. But... But that's the number the government has given us. We have to find room to, mm. to put that. 
And we argue, and I argue with them all the time, where's the infrastructure? Build the infrastructure so the people can live in good amenity, good, live a good life. And so we, it's, it's a constant battle every day um, when, when I talk to government about that. But look, there, there's some of the things. I want to make sure that it's done planned. I want to make sure that we have the necessary infrastructure, like I talked about the hospital on Stacey Street. Uh, we want to revitalise Canterbury Hospital. We need Canterbury Hospital to be invested in as well. Um, we, had, we had 60 doctors sign a letter that say it's worse than third world countries. At Canterbury Hospital. Is it during COVID or no? No, that was that was uh, not not COVID related. No. That was just general the way it was being servicing the community, and that was in the in the national newspapers. Mm. So the government knows that there's a problem. They need to put some money towards it and to fix it. Mm-mm. And part of my job is to help do that. And look, they're they're the big things that people see and feel and and hear about. But also on the local level, as I said earlier, we need to make sure we continue to support our local sporting clubs our local not-for-profit charities, those that are offering services, because that's what makes our community so great. ثم سألت رئيس بلدية كانتبري بانكستاون كارل عصفور ما يلي إذا فزت بالانتخابات فما هي رؤيتك لمدينتك أجاب أولا أريد لهذا المجتمع أن ينمو ونحن أقوياء كمجتمع فنحن متعددو الثقافات ولدينا أكثر من 130 لغة يتكلم بها الناس في بانكستاون وكانتبري والذي أفخر به هو أن التناهم والسلام يعم في مجتمعنا وهذا يظهر بأننا مجتمع متعدد الثقافات ناجح وهذا السلام والتناهم لا يحصل تلقائيا لا يحصل لأن الناس يريدون ذلك بل يحتاج إلى عمل من قبل الناس وخاصة قادة الجالية ونحن نعيش مع بعضنا بسلام وقد حققنا ذلك من خلال العديد من البرامج التي أنجزناها من خلال المؤسسات غير الربحية ثم أضاف أريد للمدينة أن تنمو بطريقة صحيحة من خلال التخطيط والإدارة الجيدة فمثلا إن حكومة الولاية ترغمنا على بناء وحدات سكنية يصل عددها إلى خمسين ألف مسكن مع حلول عام 2036 لأن عدد السكان بازدياد وهذه الفترة الزمنية ليست كافية أساسا طلبوا منا بناء ثمانية وخمسين ألف وحدة سكنية لكننا استطعنا أن نضغط لنخفض العدد إلى خمسين ألف وحدة سكنية إضافة إلى ذلك نريد أن نعرف أين ستبنى هذه المساكن أريدها أن تكون في المراكز الداخلية للمدينة لأن الضواحي ينبغي أن تبقى ضواح ثم سألته إن كانوا سيبنون مبان شاهقة فأجاب نعم لكن داخل المدينة مثل تشستر هيل ريفزبي وغيرها حيث يوجد محطة قطار مثلا ومركز للتسوق هناك ستبنى المباني العالية وأني دائما أطرح عليهم السؤال التالي أين هي البنى التحتية لهذه المباني؟ علينا تحضير البنى التحتية لكي يعيش الناس حياة مريحة ثم أضاف نريد أيضا أن نجري تحسينات على مستشفى كانتبري فلقد وقع أطباء على وثيقة يشكون من تردي الأوضاع فيها وحكومة الولاية على دراية بهذا الأمر وكما ذكرت آنفا أريد تحسين المراكز الرياضية ودعم المؤسسات الخيرية التي تقدم خدمات للناس Finally, uh, having heard what you are planning to offer to the Canterbury Bankstown City community, I would like to ask you now about your expectations from the community. Look, I, I just hope that um, we can continue to work together as a community. Um, I've really worked hard with, with the not-for-profit community and with the communities in general to make sure that services are offered. But then 
ضل نشتغل مع بعض للمستقبل بدنا نشارك مع بعض and to do that we we need to um, vote hopefully for me for all your listeners if they're deciding to vote on Saturday they can vote they have to vote otherwise they get fined but if you're over 18 you have to vote across Canterbury Bankstown you can't vote if you're somewhere else um, for council elections you can't do an absent vote you can mm. only vote in your community mm. but this year you can vote online something called I vote and you can also um, go and vote now um, between now and Saturday at one of the pre-poll centres whether at Bankstown mm-hmm. at the Bankstown if Senior Citizen Centre or at Greenacre in uh, Waterloo mm. Road uh, 87 Waterloo Road the old YMCA and then there's places at George's Hall and, Re- and, and Padstow and Belmore and so on so um, you can find out that information, but really all I ask them is when they um, go into the ballot box, understand that I'm uh, I'm an experienced person who I think has been uh, trustworthy and honest in my leadership and ask you to vote for me so I'll continue doing the work that I'm doing and continuing to be your voice on the council. And to do that, you need to vote one in Group C above the line if you live in Bankstown Ward and to support the Labor team. Uh, you do that the same in, in Roselands Ward and Bass Hill Ward. So they're the, side, the, the wards that we have because in Canterbury Banks we have five wards. And the other two wards is Canterbury Ward and Reevesby Ward. So uh, for them to vote for Labor, you vote one in Group B. So it's a very easy vote. I think people get complicated, uh, get confused because it's so simple. But literally you see a piece of paper with columns A, B, C and D. Um, there'll be names under the columns. You don't need to worry about that. You just need to put a number one. Not a ticker across, just the number one on the box that you want to um, vote for. And as I said, Labor is Group C, and in Labor in Canterbury and Reesby is Group B. So, so but you'll see the names. You'll see Labor and Liberal on the top boxes, and hutu wahad bil sandu, mishtik wala wala x, but number one, rakim wahad. Finally, Mayor of Canterbury Bankstown, Mr. Carl Asford, thank you very much for your time today and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much as well because I really am supportive of community radio and uh, 2MFM does great work in our community. Thank you very much for your kind words. Thank, thank you. you. ختاما قلت لكال ميلي بعد أن استمعنا إلى ما ستقدمه لسكان مدينتك سأسألك عما تتوقعه أنت منهم فأجاب أريد أن أعمل مع أفراد مجتمعنا. لقد عملت بجد مع مؤسسات غير ربحية ومع المجتمع ككل لكي نقدم الخدمات المطلوبة لمن يحتاجها وعلينا أن نعمل معا ونتشارك في هذا العمل ولكي نحقق ذلك أود منكم أن تصوتوا لي إذا قررتم أن تصوتوا يوم السبت ثم استدرك قائلا عليكم أن تصوتوا وإلا فإنكم ستتلقون غرامة مالية إن كان عمركم فوق الثامنة عشرة فإنه عليكم أن تصوتوا ضمن مدينة كنتبري بانكستاون وهذه السنة يمكنكم التصويت عبر الإنترنت من خلال الآي فوت من الآن وحتى يوم السبت هناك أماكن أخرى يمكن للناس أن يصوتوا فيها قبل يوم السبت مثلا جرينيكا على واتولو رود جورجز هول بالمور وغيرها وأود أن أقول للجميع أني كنت صادقا في عملي وقيادتي وأطلب منكم التصويت لكي أتابع العمل الذي أقوم به وكي أكون صوتكم في المجلس ولذلك صوتوا بوضع رقم واحد في مجموعة سي إذا كنتم في دائرة بانكستاون والأمر نفسه تفعلونه إذا كنتم في دائرة باسهيل وروزلاندز أما الدائرة الثالثة والرابعة فهي كانتبري وريفزبي فتضعون واحد في مجموعة بي 
ثم ختم بالقول إنه يشجع الإذاعة الاجتماعية وهو يشكر إذاعة توام اف ام على العمل الرائع الذي تقوم به مستمعينا الكرام لقائي فيما مضى كان مع رئيس بلدية كانتبري بانكستاون كال عصفور الذي تكلمنا معه عن إنجازاته وعن برنامجه الانتخابي في انتخابات البلدية المزمع عقدها في الرابع من ديسمبر أي السبت المقبل حتى ألقاكم في وقت آخر أترككم في حفظ الله ورعايته I have been speaking to the mayor of Bankstown, Karl Asfour, about his achievements as a mayor and also about his future plans for the city of Canterbury, Bankstown. Thank you for joining me and until we meet again, take care. MFM bringing you insight into the 2021 New South Wales local government election. تغطية الإذاعة الإسلامية لانتخابات المجالس البلدية في New South Wales لعام 2021.